0: And it's not actually a question. I just wanted to make um, an observation on the speak or speech about light. And I just want to get a little bit of my story. Not really a story, but the observation is based on my own experience. And I remember when I first came to Austria, I actually didn't want to come to Austria. I was very happy being in Nigeria. But I was married to an Austrian and i needed to come we needed sorry oh oh okay (laughs) so anyway so um i needed to come here and i remember when i came i came with not very i was not happy coming here and i remember i would walk around the city and i was like i really hate this place why did i have to come to this place and um, Oh, the camera is here. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, I hate this place. Why did I have to come to this place? Why did I, why did my husband insist on our coming to this place? And everything was always a little dark when I went out. And when it started to change was once, because I love walking and hiking. Violet knows that. I remember one time I was walking around the parks And I saw these beautiful flowers well-tended, the gardens well-tended. And I just saw, and everyone who knows Austria knows that this is the one place that they could have a big function in the city. And everything would be in chaos, like trash everywhere. And the very next day, it would seem as if there was never a vent. well-cleaned. And I remember walking thinking, wow, that is so awesome. And I started to pray for the city and I started to to pray for the leaders and I started to thank God for the leaders. It doesn't mean that they were changed or they were no longer some of them not very I could say not very friendly. So it doesn't mean that they stopped being unfriendly but I started to have a different mindset and I started to pray for them and I walked the city and I would see all the trash cans everywhere that you could dump things in and I started to thank God for them. I started to say thank God for them. I started that God to pray that God should give them more, even more wisdom to lead the people and the city. And when I started to do that, my mindset about the city began to change. And I began to feel good about the city. And I spoke so well about the city that when people came and met me and I would speak about Austria, they would say to me, wow, you actually should be the ambassador for the state. Because you're speaking so well of the state. You didn't know how well you're speaking about the city. And I remember that when you spoke about light, when you start to pray, you become a light. And so the darkness, the dark things I was feeling about the city began to change because I chose then to, be, to become a light. And so that's just in that. And thank you very much for that. And I still have a lot of ways, a long way to go. And I realized one thing, I've learned so much just coming today. I realized something thing when you're talking about light. I realized that I sometimes tend to complain about the unfriendliness of the people. And I started to think, you know what? I ought to start doing the life thing about the way that I react to the people or react to their actions. And the same way that I'm liking the city, perhaps when I start to pray about the unfriendliness, I'll become alive and they will not be, perhaps be so unfriendly after all. And so thank you very much for that. I just wanted to make that observation.
1: Anybody else has a question?
2: Um, this question is actually not for me. It's for my sister. She went to the bathroom. So she said, um, you said when we come to the church, we get encouraged. Or the church is a place where we get encouraged. And we take it out. What about when you get discouraged from the church? That is to encourage you. What do you take out? <laughs>
1: Um, Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so that question could be in one um, scenario. Maybe once you were discouraged, you came to church and you were discouraged. Maybe a leader or somebody in the church did not, maybe snapped at you, or you requested some form of support and they were not supportive, and you were in a low place in your life, so you did not handle that well okay pray about it forgive move on Um, if you have the opportunity to speak to the person or whoever offended you in the church when you're in a better mood (laughs) not in anger let them know that this and this happened and all of that so that they can apologize or try to make it right now that's a one case scenario or you can even just let it go and just say well maybe that leader or that usher or maybe that assistant pastor or maybe even the main pastor himself, maybe he was not having a good day because pastors, church people too, we're all human and we offend each other. So in a one case scenario, pray for the person, pray about it, let it go. If it's still in your mind, then find a way to let them know that this happened and it's still bothering you. One case scenario, but if it is all the time, then that's a different because the question did not say whether um, you're always discouraged. Um, 52 Sundays in a whole year in that same church, and all the 52 Sundays you are discouraged. Change church. <laughs> but, but, but I don't think that will happen. That's an extreme situation. Before that even happens, I mean, you don't wait for 52 Sunday. Before that happens, maybe a whole month, every Sunday, I know. Don't just leave. Pray about it and have enough kindness or compassion to walk up to the pastor or the assistant pastor. Again, depending on how big the church is or a head of a unit to um, express your discouragement. (laughs) And you might find an answer and not have to leave that church. You might have shined your light or something at that point in time because they may not realize that they are discouraging people. Um, You may want to pray about it and then, because you might like other aspects of the church, you might like the choir, the music, but you just keep being discouraged by this one thing. And it may be that, okay, let's say the pastor, he preaches the word well, but maybe at the end of the message he always, let me give you a scenario. I'm not saying I've seen this happen, but maybe the pastor, maybe the person preaching always shouts and says, nobody should move. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just, and it irritates you and you don't like that and it keeps happening. Doesn't mean you have to leave. Just means you have to pray about it. Write a letter or try to have a meeting with someone who is a leader to express that, I think this thing is not good. I feel discouraged by it. Yet I like the church for this and this. Remember in the story of the woman, Jesus still said something good about her. He said you said the truth about your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was not really good. The lifestyle was not good, but he acknowledged that. You didn't lie. You you know. So you may want to say, I like this about the church, I like this, but there's this aspect and I feel like leaving. I think that will help. Because we don't like when people just leave like that. (laughs) I mean, when people leave, what do we do? But it's always good to give the benefit of the doubt, let the church apologize, or let them say, oh, we didn't realize that was such a turn-off. And if it's a turn-off for you, you're trying to say as a young person, I think there might be other people too, like me, who are not speaking out, but this may not be working well for them. The pastors or leaders will realize that they might have even lost people. Who didn't say anything, but just quietly left and went to another church. So before you leave, bring it to their attention. And honestly, you might become the greatest ambassador of that church tomorrow. I think so. Yeah, Yeah, you have a contribution to say it. (laughs)
3: Praise God. It's very, very important. At what point was the discouragement begins? Where did it start? Yeah, and if it continues, it's very good that you walk straight to the fellow. Yeah, yeah, yes, Mm -mm. go straight to the fellow and express yourself to the details that the truth will be found, of course, praise God.
1: She was even more direct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, confront in love. Right. Yes. yes, don't hide it. Because mm-hmm. it then becomes bitterness, yes. gossip, yes. and other things even like that. It's true.
3: You said if someone offends you, to the the person, and that person,
1: someone can say, be the church or the pastor. If
3: you then call, someone else. Else. Then
1: call someone else. Good, good. That's good. Someone else has a
2: question. Okay. Okay. Uh, my question is still on this same topic. I've, there are people that actually are not being able com- to confront the situations or actually not being able to say something about it. But they feel hurt, they feel broken by the things that or situations that happen. Just like um, she said, being um, disappointed, disadvantaged, and discouraged from coming to church and all this. I feel like, what would you tell to someone? Like There are people be- not being able to say it also, But finding it difficult to deal with this within themselves, like when they even see the person or when they see situations like this, it's not like they are wrong or they are um, right, but they have this, I won't say grudge, but have this big stone dwelling inside of them that they are finding it so difficult to speak on on these things. I know about we praying, I know about we meditating, speaking to the Lord, but what is your advice? It's not like the person wants to leave the church. But at the same time, the person doesn't want to confront this thing. And these things keep going on. Hallelujah. So I, I think we should understand
4: that the church is a family, right? It's like a family. And when you are in a family, you would rob each other, you know, the wrong way sometimes because we all have different personalities even in your home when you have children you know sometimes your children disagree and you as a parent you have to mediate and try to get them you know to understand each other's point of view and sometimes you know they don't even understand themselves and uh, you know I remember there was once my kids I I have four children and the first one and the third one, they had a disagreement over the washing machine. I mean, something so so trivial. Somebody removed somebody's clothes and they did not put it well and something like that. And for three months, they didn't speak to each other. And we didn't know. You know, I just thought, okay, they had a disagreement and we have moved on. But I didn't know that they were not, you know, talking to each other. And one day... You know I had a dream and in this dream it was like we were going we were escorting someone and the door was open and and, and animals I think that's the best way I can I can describe it. Enter the house. So as I turned back, I saw something enter and I went into the house. We started looking everywhere, but we couldn't find it. You know, and the Holy Spirit said, you a door is open somewhere. So I called all of them and you know sat them down and they started everybody had their own side of the story. You know, oh it was this or and I said, you know, at the end of the day, the washing machine is not even important anymore. We've forgotten about what the the source of that conflict was, and now let's let's focus on what it's in, what is important. We have to resolve this because the Bible says every root of bitterness the enemy capitalizes on it. By time you're not talking to one person, you know you're opening a door in the spirit. So let let's understand from that perspective that when something is really bothering you. You need to you need to find somebody to tell don't take it for granted because in your heart a root of bitterness it says that root of bitterness will defile everything you know because I don't know about you but if you have something in your heart if you see that person you can't talk to them even if you pretend and put a smile you know you know that there's something in your heart and when you want to pray that thing will bother you even in your prayers so something is being hindered. ...by the enemy. So what you need to do is you need to find somebody. You must find somebody. If you cannot find... ...if you are in the same department... ...let's say the choir, look for your choir leader... ...and talk to the choir leader about it. If you can't talk to the choir leader... ...talk to a pastor... About it. Talk to you know, talk to somebody, even a mature, a mature mommy in the church or something, can listen and give you counsel, can mediate, can call the person. Because you know, the interesting thing is sometimes people offend you and they've even forgotten, and you are there, you know, getting discouraged. Your your Christian life is being hindered. No, the enemy works with anything and everything. So we must be, you know, I think it was Paul that says we should not be unawares of the the devices of the enemy he can use anything to hinder your prayer life to hinder your christian walk. and if he gets you out of the church the enemy has won he's not that person because you are now no longer you know in the midst of your brethren you're no longer flowing in the spirit and maybe there are things that god wants to use you to do in that congregation that the enemy has stopped so, I, I believe strongly that yes, people can get offended, and some people can really be offensive. Some people really, you know, maybe their personality really rubs you off the wrong way, but find someone to talk to about it, to help to resolve that issue, you know. But again, the, the question sometimes people ask is, Must I be friends with everybody in the church? Maybe not. Are you friends with everybody in your family? Maybe not, but you are blood, you are family you still remain in the family of God. So please don't allow the enemy to use that as a reason to push you out of you know that place because we are all under a covering when we are in the body, you know. And if he moves you out of that place then it's dangerous. Let's be open about it. And if you are the one who is offending people, be humble as well. You know, we're not perfect. If somebody comes to you to say, oh, you offended me, don't be defensive. Don't say, hey, was it? He? No, no, no. Oh, I didn't know that I offended you. I'm sorry. Let's also be humble. Let's, let's be quick, you know, to, to make amends because we're not perfect. We offend in many things, the Bible says. So maybe it was something that you didn't even mean to do or you didn't understand. Sometimes some people, you know, go around gossiping about other people. And the Bible says God hates the person who sows discord amongst brethren. So people need to, to know that as well and mature and grow out of that phase and and really be, be a little bit more responsible. If someone comes and says, you offended me, be quick to apologize and to heal that relationship. Hallelujah.
3: Said, it's always good to look at it from the spiritual perspective. The devil wants people to take offense because God has something for you. He knows because offense is like a poison, it poisons you. You can't do what God wants you to do, it poisons your soul. And when your soul is poisoned, you can't do what God wants you to do, and that is the devil's agenda. Because it's not every time you approach people and talk to them, you've offended me, that they will say sorry. Because I found myself in a situation, in fact, several situations, where I have to say sorry to the people that are supposed to say sorry to me. <laughs> yes, because the Lord kept showing me that you can't have this until you learn to overlook people's faults easily with His. Otherwise, when you get to where I'm taking you, you won't be able to last there because this will poison your soul. So the thing is, look unto Jesus because every time, because after I'll go and cry, Jesus will say, What did I do? Did I offend anybody? When, so just take it like that too. And Jesus knew where he was going because he knows that after dying, many souls will be drawn to him. You know, he will have the keys of hell and everywhere, so he can't afford little offense to enter in from that calling. So we should always see that the devil does not want you to get there. He wants you to be hot. He doesn't want you to feel God's purpose for your life. He wants you to miss so many to miss so many blessings. So when you look at it, you just say. I know where I'm going. This is just a distraction. Praise the Lord.
4: Hallelujah. Another question. If someone
2: has a
4: question.
5: Praise the Lord. Thank you again very much. That was beautiful. And we are blessed. Um, I I want you, if possible, to probably talk more on... There are two things you mentioned when you were teaching. Um, I'll just paraphrase the fact that um, we might not all have the opportunity or get the chance to speak publicly, like speak in church or preach in church, but the point is, whether we know it or not, we are light. In other words, everybody has a ministry. Everybody has a calling. Everybody can shine. If you can probably emphasize more on how to discover, because a lot of us are sitting here and thinking, okay, I'm really like, I cannot think like this person, I can't pray like this person. How do I really shine the the shine? Shine my shine, I shine your shine. And then also, you mentioned something about how that, because a lot of us have experienced racism, we've experienced, um, just like my sister said, you know, harshness about where we found ourselves. How do we get beyond this, get out of this and really leave the part of God brought me here, whichever way, even if the devil chased me here, God is the one walking through. How
1: do I wake up to this? Okay. Thank you. But there, it's been answered already, <laughs> especially the second one because our dear sister who gave her own Absolutely. example um, She's already answered that, how she didn't like the people here. And she began to pray for them, you know. And No, she, she, she didn't like the place, yes. And so she began to see the beauty in the place. The flowers, the neatness, how they were doing things right. And she began to thank God for that. And now she wants to begin to... Um, be friendly, mm-hmm. pray for the people, and be friendly. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, she will change and they will change. Mm. You see, we are tracked. It's like we are tracked who we are. It's like we are, we, somebody has to go first. Mm. It can't be tit for tat. Someone has to go higher. That's just it. Someone has to go, you know, higher to do better and wait for others to come up. If someone is being mean to you at work, they may not know initially, and they may also know and keep doing it, but if you don't budge and you keep being nice one day they will need your support, you'll be able to offer it, and they will really let you know that look, I know I've been mean all these years, but you it amazes me that you know you've always inspired me. I'm sure people have had that kind of experience before, <laughs> you know, just that they couldn't come out to say it so I think like what she said, just start praying for the people here. Start praying for whoever has shown you any racist hand. Pray, pray in love, because you have light. And I think after a while, you would even be the most loved person. You would just find out that things have changed. They won't act that way towards you, and they'll just be that something about you. And I think it's because you're praying, you're seeing them in a different light. I think we, we easily see what's not working um, beyond what is working. So that's, that's it. If someone is being racist towards you, okay, let's look at it this way. That person doesn't know better. That person was, maybe that's how the person was raised. Maybe the person was not raised to accommodate people to be inclusive. You know, and that happens too, even within countries. I mean, a country like Nigeria right now, what Nigeria is going through at the moment, I don't even want to talk about that, but what Nigeria is going through right now, we're seeing things of tribalism coming up. As if it was not there before, but it's like it was under wraps. And then this whole election thing, someone said one thing, one statement, and some people took it wrongly. And then we're like, how? how did we even, how can we still be here in 2023? People in the same country, but the country is so diverse. So many tribes, but we didn't think that was an issue because there's so many intermarriages in Nigeria. So many intermarriages. I mean, we went to school together, university, and we're not of the same tribe. Nobody ever thought that way. You know, you know, we were talking about it yesterday. I'm like, how is this thing even a thing right now? This is so bad. We thought it only shows up when maybe someone is getting married. And then some parents might have issues like, oh, where's the guy from? Or where's the girl from? Ah, from this other part of ah. We don't, you know. Then we've seen that as pastors. And then we pray. We teach them ways to make sure they get their parents to be on board. And that's the most we see. Like some parents have had experiences or they feel that their daughter or their son will not thrive, be married to this person of this other tribe. That's when it shows up. But what we're seeing now, we believe it's all going to, but it's good. Let everything come out <laughs> so that there can be healing. The wound you don't expose will not get treated. The doctor says, Where is it? You come to the doctor and you have a wound in your arm. I say, I'm okay. The doctor says, So why did you come? Mm, I just came. Guess what's wrong with me? <laughs> You were supposed to show what is really wrong. Expose it so it can be treated. So I think that it doesn't mean that um, if you are back home where you're from, you still want to experience something like that. It may not be us. But at work, there are people who are mean for some reason, sometimes just because you're female. Mm -hmm. Ah, let's not even go down that sometimes someone may not like you, your boss may not like you, your supervisor may not like you, just because maybe you look privileged and you are from the same part of the country, same tribe, everything, and you live in the same country that you are both born. But we don't call it racism But we just call it, you know, whatever, she she doesn't like me, he doesn't like me, and you don't know why. So I think this is something, these are things we'll have to deal with, but we still have to deal with it in love. You have something to say. As the bigger person, I will say, the person carrying light, you mm. have to do better. Mean, when one politician said years ago in America, I don't want to mention the name, but it's coming to my mind. She said, when they go low, we go high. Don't mention any, but that's stuck with me, mm. that if someone goes so low to be racist towards me or attack me or whatever, then you can be the bigger person, go higher. You are light. Mm. In, that person may also be light. Because mm. you can say we are both fellow believers. But um, be the brighter light. That's it. <laughs> so I think this today is calling for us to step up in maturity.
4: Yes. Hallelujah. I think I I want to just add to to what Pastor Nike has said uh, because I live here and um, maybe have faced a number of the things that we're talking about. I I would start from the point of view of identity, who you are in Christ. You are a child of God. You carry the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Nobody should make you feel less than, right? I think it starts from there from within. Because when someone is being racist to you, it's because they feel that you are less than. It's because they feel that you have no right to be here. It's because they, they, they sometimes you're even better than them and they're trying to, you know, basically suppress you. So you first, it's from within to know who you are. You know, sometimes you, you have colleagues in the office, you, you work with them, they know you, but five minutes later they see you on the streets, they'll do as if... They don't know you. You know, they say all black people look alike. Is a lie. You know, it's because they, they want to walk past you, you know. And you know what I do? I call them, hey, <laughs> how are you? You know, they say, oh, I didn't see you. No, they saw you, you know. But, but the, the point is when, when your confidence is from your identity, you carry God. Right? You know, and, and sometimes it's like if you have that confidence, confidence you even intimidate them. Right? So no one should make you feel that, you know, you are nothing just because of the color of your skin or because, okay, you were not born here or something like that. I think we need to always remember who we are. And because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, you will excel you will excel in whatever it is that you know you you're doing just keep doing the, the okay. doing it very well with the help of the holy spirit very soon you know that light will shine on the inside of you and some people who probably speak bad about you behind they will come and talk to you you know so so it it's there it, it's it I would say it's sort of like a strategy of the enemy to make you discouraged the strategy of the enemy to intimidate you and you know to to make you feel that you are less than this whole concept of racism because you know the bible says the earth is the lord and the fullness thereof god has brought you here is god that owns the earth and we heard from the minister that you know it, no matter how you came you are here for such a time as this So let's not feel intimidated. It's only if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you're not doing your work properly, or, you know, then, yes, someone can, you know, be raised. Even in the UBAN, if I enter the UBAN and someone is looking at me funny, I look at them funny too, you know, I mean. So, so some, I'm just encouraging all of us that let's start from within, knowing who we are in Christ, and then nothing will faze you regardless. You know? And there are times when people are deliberately wicked to you, maybe something that you are entitled, they don't want to give it to you, take it to the Lord in prayer. Yes. Trust me, Thank if you. they don't give it, God will unseat them from that seat. As long as your own obedience is complete. You know, and you asked the question earlier about how you know where to shine. Wherever God has planted you, shine there. Shine there. Start from there. That's your your Jerusalem. Then you now, you know, go to the ends of the earth from there. So start from that place. Be light. Do the things you're supposed to do properly. Be kind. Show, let people see humility in you. Let people see that there's something different about you. You know, the, the other day I think I had there's this lady who comes to clean, clean the office. She doesn't speak English, and I, I speak very bad German because I work in English. You know, but somehow, you know, just by smiling and saying hello with my little German navigates, you know, and all that, and we have this very broken communication one day my daughter came and she said oh your mother is 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 wonderful you know i said just from her smile so even your smile can minister to someone and the next time she came she brought pictures she showed me her children her grandchildren you know and all that you know you can look at it and say oh it's just a cleaning lady no it was an opportunity to shine so whatever chance we have, let's shine. Let's be the best that God. Let's be the hand of God in that situation. Thank
1: you. So good, so good. Are you satisfied? I know, right? I know that. Okay. The other question you wanted a short seminar in discovering your purpose or something, <laughs> but she said it already. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But has she
5: answered it? Yes, Absolutely. does it, yeah. I have a question. Yeah.